0: You're listening to Nursing Review Radio. I'm Patrick Gavinal, and I'm the news editor for Nursing Review. Professor Linda Shields from Charles Sturt University is a specialist in nursing ethics. She has co-written a book on the role of nurses in Nazi Germany's forced euthanasia programs and recently authored an opinion paper on the role of nurses in legal executions. I spoke to Professor Shields about the role of nurses in end-of-life situations, also including abortions and voluntary euthanasia, and I started by asking her to provide an historical overview of this issue.
1: In the United States of America, nurses who work in states where capital punishment is legal can become involved in preparing prisoners for their execution by putting in intravenous lines so the doctors can deliver the lethal cocktail of drugs that will kill them. This goes against all the codes of conduct for nurses that are in place around the world by organisations like the International Council of Nurses, the American Academy of Nursing and certainly here in Australia, the Australian College of Nursing. While it is legal for nurses to be involved, it is ethically and morally questionable Do these things. However, a radio interview was done a few years ago with one of the nurses who works in prisons and does this work. And she described her actions as being similar to nurses who worked in palliative care and end of life care. Her argument was that she was providing end-of-life care for someone who was going to die, therefore she saw it as no different to someone working in palliative care. She also argued that if she hadn't put neutravenous lines in, they would use unqualified people to do so and the prisoner would suffer more. Now, my research is that some of my research Is about the role of nurses and midwives who worked in the so called euthanasia programs of Nazi Germany. When Hitler came to power, nurses were as bombarded with propaganda as everybody else in Germany was at the time. Part of that propaganda was to promulgate the idea that. People who had a disability or a chronic illness were burdens on the state. They were called useless feeders and life unworthy of life. They were systematically killed in the hospitals, which were supposed to be caring for them. Doctors were involved. They signed the forms for the killings to take place. But it was nurses who carried out the killings Mostly. They would give children injections of better barbitone, or they would starve them, or they would put them out on the verandas in the middle of winter to let them die of hypothermia. No nurses were coerced into doing this. Anyone who took part took part voluntarily. If they didn't want to be involved, they could say so and they would be moved to another ward or another hospital. So those who took part did so voluntarily. Very few of the nurses after the war were ever tried. However, those who were gave the rationale that they became involved because they believed what they were doing was right. They also said that if they didn't do it kindly and gently, someone else would do it and they hurt hurt the patient. They also said that um, it was better for them to do it because the patient knew and trusted them and they could provide good care up until the patient died. Now to me the rationale given by the nurse who killed the prisoners in executions a few years ago was very similar to the rationale given by those nurses in Nazi Germany who killed their patients. My Reason for studying this and bringing it to attention today is that we must learn from history Nurses who are going to work in areas where ethical dilemmas abound, for example in euthanasia as the euthanasia laws are becoming debated here so strongly in Australia in a prenatal screening where um, fetuses are terminated before they develop into, uh, before they're born, if they have a disability or an abnormality. I'm not saying these things are right or wrong, but what I am saying is nurses and midwives who come across these ethical dilemmas and who who might work in areas where these are being carried out, should know the history so that they can make informed Decisions
0: about whether or not they want to work in those areas. You you spoke okay. about you spoke about uh, four distinct types of uh, dilemmas uh, in that uh, in that description. Then you you talked about uh, pre birth terminations, and you spoke about uh, sort of legal executions as we see in the U S. justice system and other countries around the world, and you spoke of euthanasia, and you also spoke yeah. of uh, the sort of the programs. Of uh, of essentially, you know, orchestrated homicide in, during uh, the Third Reich, Nazi Germany. Yes. So, would you say when you look at those four issues that you're a moral relativist or a moral absolutist when sort of discussing what nurses should and shouldn't do? Um, I would have to
1: go down the moral relativist line. I think that uh, each situation should be judged. Individually, but I think nurses, who, as I said, they're going to work in these areas. If they know the history, if they know what's gone before, and the the um, end result of that history, they can make better informed decisions about what what they want to do themselves. And that's why I think this is very important. I've had people tell me that nurses would not do these things and of course we know that's patently untrue. I've had people tell me that the work I'm doing on the history of nurses and midwives in Nazi Germany is not relevant today but this this exemplar of nurses being involved in executions is a perfect example of why it is still very relevant to learn this history.
0: Uh, Regardless of of whether a person or yourself is Uh, for or against capital punishment, in America, they have capital punishment and, you know, America has what you would describe as a robust uh, judicial system that, you know, most people do trust in. But there are countries around the world that have what I would say very sceptical judicial systems that often lead to executions. Do you know if, if in countries like that, whether nurses and doctors and medical professionals are being coerced into performing executions?
1: I don't know if they're being coerced. I know they're definitely involved, but I don't know the level of pressure put on them to be involved. I can't really tell you that. I can't answer that one.
0: You spoke, uh, you, you write in your, um, in your release, that uh, the paper that you've just written has the views of 12 senior nurses in Australia, the United States, and the United Kingdom. I was wondering if you could sort of provide uh, some details about what those nurses said. Where did they agree and where did they disagree? Okay. The 12 of us were
1: either very senior academics or senior people working in uh, clinical areas. We had directors of nursing, we had many professors, many of the nurses are, um, research and study ethics, and some don't. Some of them agreed that nurses, some of them agreed that the comments made by the nurse in the radio interview in, in America that I, I cited, they agreed with her. They said that, yes, if you are going, if someone is going to die, it is. A moral duty of a nurse to provide the best, best care possible for that person until they die, regardless of how they're dying. Others disagreed. Others said that no nurses should never be involved in execution or torture of any kind. So there was a, certainly a divergence of opinion on on what should happen. We. So, some of us, including me, cite the um, International Council of Nurses Code of Conduct that says nurses should never, under any circumstances, be involved in these things. And we must remember that these were personal opinions of all these 12 people. Uh, but others called for a, a debate around the codes of conduct to consider what what is happening in reality and to consider whether the codes of conduct should be reviewed to take account of these circumstances that are happening and nurses' involvement in, in things like executions.
0: I wanted to ask you about the, sort of the flip side of, of this paper that you've released and that is if there's been a, a particularly heinous crime uh, let's say, for example, uh, there's been uh, a massacre and the the perpetrator or the uh, presumed perpetrator, the accused, has been injured and has been taken to hospital and uh, that person needs medical attention, do you feel that nurses have an obligation to treat the person who has p- committed the crime, who may have you know, murdered several people, or do you think they have have a right to recuse themselves from that?
1: That they must provide the care to people regardless of who they are and what they did. Um, had it been my child who the person was killed I may well change my mind. That probably makes me the moral relativist you mentioned. Um, the um, nurses who wrote the paper would uh, probably agree with me saying that the difference is that when you have someone brought in for care who has done something terrible uh, they are still there for you to care for. If you have a prisoner in a prison awaiting execution who's going to be killed by the state deliberately then that puts a very different perspective on it. The idea of Punishment was, uh, everybody who wrote that paper disagreed with capital punishment, but they took the view that uh, regardless of who the patient is or what the circumstances are, then they must give the best care possible. I would agree with that, but I would not agree with nurses being actively involved in the killing of that. Patient. and that's the difference if, they, if they've if they done some horrible murder and they come into you and you have to care for them then you give the best care you can but you cannot cross that line and actively kill them or be involved in their killing actively, that's where the moral the, the, that's the moral full stop for me and, and the people who wrote the paper uh, would agree with that they're, they're um, they would say that the nurse cannot give the lethal injection itself but they do believe that the nurse should give care to the patient who's going to get that lethal injection my argument is that by being explicit in putting in the IV line, so the injection can be given, you've crossed that line
0: Professor Shields if, if listeners would like to read more about your research where can they go?
1: Um, There's a book called uh, Nursing in Nazi Germany, the Euthanasia Programs," written by Susan Benedict and and me, Linda Shields, published by Rutledge History. That's available uh, through Amazon. Uh, There's um, papers to be found in the uh, nursing history literature about it. And this most recent paper is published in Nursing Ethics in December 2016.